and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello, hello. Well, my friends, we have made it. We are today on episode 100, which I am calling Just Start. I have to just acknowledge 100 episodes. It's something that I'm working on and something I encourage in those of you that I work with, right, that we have to acknowledge and celebrate something that's meaningful. I dreamt for several years of podcasting or blogging or doing something else to express myself, something other than patient care, something other than being a mom. I've always been someone who's enjoyed writing. The manifestation of this podcast or of my blog came about because one day I just decided I needed to get going. I needed to just start. And that's what we're going to talk about. As high achievers, as physicians, so much planning has gone into creating our entire world, right? We didn't just decide to be a doctor and then call ourselves a doctor, right? There was a very long prescribed path in order to get there that for many of us started totally back in maybe high school. Some of us dreamed of being doctors as young children, right? Probably weren't planning for it in quite the way as when we became high school or college students or maybe afterward, right? But we still are often those long-term thinkers. That has many benefits. We tend to be cautious, thoughtful people who can work hard, right? And sustain the dream to get there. Downside to that, as I am sure many of you will resonate with, is that because we have that long-term view, because we know the quality and the energy and the education that we've sustained to get where we are, we often will procrastinate on getting started with something important. And that is often, in particular, something that is important to us. Let's put you know, again, an exercise plan in there. Let's put a creative endeavor like a podcast or a blog, or perhaps you have some kind of other dream, but it isn't quite perfect yet. You haven't quite gotten started getting going and things are holding you back. We need to talk about this, especially when it comes to something that matters most to you, something that is a want or a desire of yours you are probably inclined to put it off, right? Because you are so busy taking care of other people and you likely have beliefs about the quality that has to go into it, that you need a perfect plan. We need to unpack that today and we're gonna do that in a few simple lessons. Lesson number one, most of the time for something that is important to you, Perfect knowledge is not required. What do I mean by this? Again, 
in our education, we spent so many hours studying. We spent time studying physiology, anatomy, medications, pharmacology, right? So many things. And of course, as we later learned, many of those things might not have even been correct, right? But they were, they were what was known, what was published, what was taught to us at the time. You know that in your medical knowledge, your knowledge has shifted over time, right? You have learned more, you have let go of old ideas that are no longer true. Because of the importance of the work that we do, we have often become conditioned to thinking that we need to have perfect knowledge in order to move forward, right? We need to have the absolute right answer, the absolute best, most evidence-based, most perfect, most practical answer, you know, ever spoken. For me, as a primary care person, I have certainly had to let them go over time because there are so many undifferentiated concerns that are coming in, right? Part of my job is to discern whether something is really a problem or not. But this idea that perfect knowledge or a perfect plan is required to already get started holds us back. Let me give you a very common example. When it comes to creating something like an exercise plan, again, because we're perfectionists, because we don't have all the time in the world, we might think, well, in order for exercise to count, I need to find the perfect workout, right? That is the perfect blend that is going to be just right for my body, that's going to maximize my result, you know, is going to fit into my schedule and be the right thing. I would love for all of those circumstances to magically occur to us, but that's probably not very realistic. And if you think that that is the way that things need to go, you will never get there because you will spend your time in internet research and you'll be distracted by something that your friend is doing and you will never actually make the time to have it happen. Instead, we need to pick a good enough and get started. Even if that means a walk for five minutes around the block on a daily basis just to get going. That is a good enough place to start if you are currently doing any exercise. Again, we are so inclined to blow right past that and think that's not good enough. That's not going to do anything. The goal is creating the habit. The same is true of any important endeavor. If you want to start something creative, if you want to learn how to do something, if you want to make changes in your habits, if you want to let go of people-pleasing and start setting boundaries, we need to start small and be consistent. We don't need a perfect plan. We aren't going to snap and wake up tomorrow and be different. We need to not let perfectionism hold us back. Issue number two or lesson number two, we need to befriend our anxiety and fears. What do I mean by this? Often the people that I talk to and in my own experience, we have a tremendous amount of anxiety and fear that hold us back from things. And again, certainly in creating this podcast, in launching a blog, in creating a business, I had a lot of fear. What if I mess it up? What if I make mistakes? You know, will I be able to, you know, get the attention that I need, right, in order to grow this? All of those fears and anxiety were there. What will people think? It's hard every time I start to record. Is this going to be something that is important for people here? Is this going to be something that people like, that they value? I have no idea. Those fears and anxieties come with me. 
And this is true for so many people, like I said, that I talked to that we often are so good at masking our fear and anxiety, but a lot of us suffer from a lot of anxiety, a lot of overwhelm. And we can interpret those signals as a sign that we shouldn't do something, that we're doing something wrong, that we're doing something that is too big and the fear is holding us back, right? Fear is a primitive protection that our brain has created to keep us safe, right? But so many of us experience fear and anxiety about things that are not at all dangerous. It is not at all dangerous to my health and well-being and survival to put a podcast into the world or to write a blog, right? Or to start an exercise plan and have it not be the right one to start my own business. None of those things are actually dangerous to myself, but my brain interprets them as such. So when we are getting started with something, when we are launching into something, we don't have to wait for fear and anxiety to go away. We need to understand that they are just part of the process of doing something new, doing something important, and recognize that that fear and anxiety, although it feels very threatening to us, it can just come along with us. An analogy that I love to use is that fear and anxiety are just, you know, coming along for the drive with us, but they're going to sit in the back seat. They're not going to navigate for us. They're not going to change the radio station, right? And decide what we listen to. They're just a part of the process. I don't have to have them go away. I don't have to kick them out of the car, but I also don't have to listen to them. They're just here and that's okay. Lesson number three, you are more likely to regret inaction than you are to regret taking action. This is really important. If you are someone who lives in your head, if you are someone who experiences perfectionism, who then subsequently procrastinates and doesn't get going, you will likely regret that more than you will regret getting out there putting yourself forward, making an attempt at something, trying and sailing, and just being willing to keep showing up. It's okay if you want to run a marathon, but you never end up getting past, let's say, a 5K. That's okay. Are you going to regret that you went from someone who doesn't run at all to running a 5K? I don't think so, right? But if you never try, if you never reach out and, you know, get the support and, you know, do the steps to move forward, then you're sitting in an action and that doesn't feel very good, right? If we're talking about something like exercise, of course, you know, then, you know, there are consequences for our bodies, right? Of not getting going with exercise. But more importantly, if you've got big dreams and ideas and you are holding yourself back because you feel, oh, that's too scary. Oh, that would give me too much anxiety. What if I fail? What will people think? When you let those things hold you back, you will not achieve the greatness that you are capable of. And I'm not talking about, you know, basically Oprah or Beyonce or anything like that, although more power to you, right? If that's who you are. But what I'm talking about is living into your intentions, going after the things that you want, whether they are things for your career, things for your health, things for your family. Take action. Be bold. Take small, consistent steps forward. Even if it feels 
messy, even if it feels challenging, even if you mess it up, because you will, because we all do. It's so important that you agree to just get started rather than letting fear, anxiety, perfectionism hold you back. These are, as I said, the very real consequences of a lot of the training that we do and the acculturation as high achievers, right? If it's not good enough, then it's not worth doing. If it's not good enough, then I should hide it from the world. If it's not good enough, then I just never get started and then I don't have to disappoint myself. I would rather continue to try and experience failure and be disappointed and be there for myself and kind and compassionate for myself and figure out what do I do next move forward then continue to sit back and wish and hope for things that never get started, right? That has us even more living up in our head, being small, being unwilling to have the adventure that we all deserve. And again, this can come up with big things and small things, but so many of us are holding ourselves back. You might be holding yourselves back from Again, you know, something related to your health that you really want for yourself. You might be holding yourself back from some kind of professional pursuit that you're really interested in. You know, perhaps, perhaps you really want to move your career in a certain direction. Perhaps you want to change your job. Perhaps you want to work in a different way. What's holding you back? And does it need to? Perhaps you want something different in your personal life. Right. Perhaps you are wanting new relationships, new friendships, a change in your marriage or your partnership, a better relationship with your kids. You don't need a perfect plan to get going. And it's normal to feel some fear and anxiety when you're being vulnerable with other people. Those things are normal and we cannot continue to interpret them as signs that we are doing something wrong. It is normal to try fail, and it's okay if we feel some embarrassment or even some shame. We can dust ourselves off. We can be there for ourselves and move forward. Let's not continue in this existence that we cannot try and fail, that we cannot dare to do something audacious, that we cannot do something that's important to us. I see so many people holding themselves back. And these are the things that keep them stuck. Again, believing that perfect knowledge is required. And, you know, for perfect knowledge and or execution is required. It is befriending your anxiety and fear and not letting them hold you back. Just normalizing that it's okay for them to be there, but they are no longer in charge of you. Three, you are more likely to regret inaction than you are to regret taking action trying something, putting yourself out there, being willing to try something and fail and reassess, you are more likely to regret staying stuck, staying small, not going for what you want, not working to improve your relationship or your health, not trying something new to expand your career in a direction that you're really passionate about or excited about in some way, or even trying something outside of medicine whether that becomes your career or something that you do on the side. Let's not hold ourselves back. What is it that you are wanting 
that you have found yourself being stuck in? What is that for you? What will you do to get going? What are the small steps that you can just start doing now and get going? That might be, like I said, being willing to take a five-minute walk every day. That might be connecting with someone who does the work that you are interested in doing, right? It might be daring to write a blog or do some kind of creative thing that gets you and your voice out in the world and helps you to be less small in your life. It might be telling someone that you care about that you are wanting to improve your relationship. What is it for you that you want to get going on? And my friends, I invite you to just start. Be willing to do it messy. Be willing to mess it up. People will admire you more for taking bold action, putting yourselves out there, daring your fears, then they will judge you. And if they judge you, because some people always will, have your own back. Know that what you do and what you want matters. And it matters more than other people's opinions. But again, If you are here, if you are a physician, you are probably well-conditioned to believe that other people's opinions are more important than yours. They are not. Do you want to be at the end of your life having valued other people's opinions more than your own? I doubt it. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 100. Thank you so much for being one of my listeners. I continue to invite you to please share these episodes with uh, your friends and your colleagues because that personal recommendation is what helps more of this hearing to get out into the world where it needs to be. Physicians and healthcare professionals for too long has just shut ourselves up in duty and silence. And it's important that we understand that many of us have been hurt and that there is healing possible, even if you don't make any external changes. That's what I have for you this week. Thank you as always. And until next time, take care. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, Please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.